wanting people to listen, you can't just tap them on the shoulder anymore. You have to hit them with a sledgehammer, and then you'll notice you've got their strict attention. Welcome to the Nightlight Podcast. Turn on the light when things go bump in the night. I'm Megan. I'm Kristen. And this is the Nightlight Podcast. Hey, guys. Hi. How are you doing, Kristen? I'm two doing, for two. Look at yes, that. Yes, I'm, I'm giving you the space. I'm giving <laughs> you the space to ask me. I'm doing just fine. You know, I slept in today. Ooh, I ate that a sounds really, a little slothy. I ate a really big, beautiful breakfast. That just sounds I, good. Not gluttonous. Um, I yeah. did you covet? I coveted my neighbor's wife. <laughs> Listen, it's Lent. I've been very big on uh, the like Lenten, what I consider my Lenten season movies okay. and my Lenten season music. Okay, which is literally just Jesus Christ Superstar, Star, nice, <laughs> and the <laughs> Jesus Christ Superstar and um, the Prince of Egypt soundtrack okay. alternated. Okay, you who I call brother, how have you? Okay, I, I don't, that. I don't know. You've never seen the Prince of Egypt? I think I've seen it like once when I was a kid. I don't remember anything. Kristen, I don't remember anything. Oh my god! Okay. You're well, always I, being shocked by me. Anyway, so that's where the "Thou shalt not covet, covet thy neighbor's wife" is one of the Ten Commandments. It is not one of the Ten of the Seven Deadly Sins. So. <laughs> I don't know. It just made me covet. Made me. Well, I said covet because, like, I guess when, like, if you're envying, envious of things. Uh, yeah. Anyway, we're going over the Seven Deadly Sins because we did seven from 1995. Oh, I um, thought we were supposed to do um, the Grudge too. No, I'm, Stop kidding. I'm, it. Kidding. I'm kidding. April Fools with the other day. <laughs> Cut it out. The Grudge too. Who wants to go to do the Grudge too? Is there no? There is a Grudge too. There must be. And Everything is a with, franchise. Um, I'm pretty sure. What's her face is in it? I, I know that was super helpful. The girl. The girl. The girl. Sarah Michelle Gellar. No. The girl from um. The girl from the beginning of the ring. Amber Tamblin. Oh. Yes, she was in it. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say Samara. I don't know. Okay, anyway. Um, okay, so I did the um, research for this. And my sources are 13 facts about seven for its 25th anniversary by, excuse me, really sorry, guys, um, by Jake Rosen for Mental Floss and uh, What's in the Box? 10 behind the scenes facts. About- what's in the box? <laughs> what's in the box? What's in the box? Ten behind the scenes. Oh, it's in the box. Sorry. Ten behind the scenes facts about seven by Ben Sherlock for Screen Rant. What's in the box? What's in the box? Life is like a box of wrong movie. Yes. <laughs> um, so my first fact is Denzel Washington and Sylvester Stallone turned down Brad Pitt's role. And this made me laugh. I I'm felt like, Denzel could have pulled it off. Sylvester yes. Stallone would have been a completely like, different movie. What do these casting directors think they wanted? How do you get from Denzel Washington to Sylvester Stallone? I don't know, but I really think Denzel Washington could have pulled it off. Yeah, he he definitely could have done it. Sylvester Stallone would have just made this a weird. It would have been very weird uh, with him in it. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a Sylvester Stallone movie. You've never seen the Rocky movies? Get out. No, Kristen. I've never seen the Rocky movies. That sounds sarcastic. I, I've never seen the Rocky movies. They're so good. This is like when you found out I never saw The Godfather and then I had to oh, watch it. Well, you don't have to watch Rocky movies, but I will say every single Rocky movie is great. I don't even care. 
Okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, both of them regret turning down the role now. And also Al Pacino was considered for Somerset and he regrets turning it down as well. Um, so, what do you think he would? Yeah, he would have been too over the yeah. top too. Yeah. Um, Brad Pitt worked himself literally to the bone for seven. Um, in one of the chase scenes, he was very attractive I think in it this was, movie. This he is like was it was prime. Brad, it was prime Brad Pitt. Prime Brad Pitt. Prime, prime Brad Pitt. Super hot. Yeah. Um, he had so, a little bit of stubble going on. He was like golden yeah. hair, not quite blonde blonde. Yeah. It was prime Brad Pitt. Absolutely. Um, he during one of the chase scenes, which I'm guessing is the chase scene of the yes. killer. Uh, he drove his arm through a windshield um, se- and severed the tendon down to the bone um, and had to wear his arm is in that cast because of that. So I think they wrote it in that um, that the killer shoots him in the hand so that he has to wear that for the rest of, of the scene. Um, so rest of the movie, rest of the excuse me, rest of the movie. Um, in the original ending, Somerset shoots John jo- John Doe. Oh, spoilers. Oh, well, I'm assuming you've seen the movie at this point, Um, which Brad Pitt insisted that he do it because he thought that Mills would be that passionate about it, which is true. But I honestly think Somerset shooting him is a better. No. Why? I don't think that makes sense for their characters. Because the whole thing. No, the whole thing in Somerset says to Mills, you're ruled by your emotions. And it's a very emotional response, what Mills does. No, I get that. But I think that no. Somerset doing it no. would would no. be... Okay, well, just let me get my <laughs> explanation. Um, that it would be surprising because you, you would have Mills like considering it and being like, I don't know what to do. And then all of a sudden, Somerset shoots him. It's surprising. It kind of leans into his whole like the world is his nihilistic view of the world anyway and him essentially saving mills from having to go like be prosecuted for this and all of that kind of stuff when he was retiring anyway i just i i think it would have been a surprising and good move personally but it does make sense that mills would do it also so now i think you have enough surprises at the end in the movie that you don't need that extra surprise i guess i like it personally um, so they have a note about Seven's title sequence being revolutionary, and I do remember thinking when this movie first started that I really liked it. And the font is good. The font is super good. And I really liked that it was set to a, like a Nine Inch Nails song, and it's all of these, like, you know, the, the names are written in this weird sort of lettering, and it's kind of creepy and all of this stuff. Um, and Fincher originally, because David Fincher directed this film, originally intended to open the films with scenes of Detective Somerset visiting a home in the country and taking the train back. But when he had to screen a rough cut for studio executives, he needed some filler. Uh, That's when he called Kyle Cooper, a Yale graduate who created the opening that you see. Um, The New York Times hailed his work as a step forward in filmmaking. The designer would go on to high-profile projects, including the Spider-Man series and Dawn of the Dead. Which Spider-Man series? It just says the Spider-Man series. You know there's multiple. Oh, believe me, I do. I'm guessing it's the Raimi films, because this was 1995, so he probably was picked up for that. Um, And his work was so compelling, director Zack Snyder, our friend Zack Snyder, uh, director of Watchmen, um, once said that some directors refuse to use him because he makes title sequences that are better than the movie. Did he do the title sequence for Watchmen? Because I would have to agree with that statement. I don't know. 
But uh, yeah, the the title sequence for Watchmen is stellar, so I wouldn't be surprised. But I also feel like Zack Snyder movies also, he sets his music really well. Yeah. But that's about it sometimes. I don't know. The the only one I know is Watchmen, and it's the only one I care about because I really love it. So I haven't seen like his Batman versus like or the Justice League or whatever the hell Zack Snyder cut stuff happens. Uh, But yeah, that's the end of my my little bits of research for this movie. Okay. Short and sweet. So you get that whole creepy title sequence. I really liked it. It was pretty great. Um, and then you have Morgan Freeman. He's getting ready. First of all, it's Monday. They let us know. Oh, that. it's Monday. Yes. They give you title cards for every day. Um, he's getting ready. Um, and he's very careful and precise about all of it. He's got all of his stuff that like his pen, his wallet and all of this stuff laid out before him, puts it all in his pockets, has his like his like uh, blazer laid out for himself. And he ends up going to the scene of a homicide. He's a homicide detective. Um, And it's, you know, the husband has been killed by a wife and it's a crime of passion. And he says some quote about you can see the passion all over the wall, which is funny. Um, And he asks if the kids saw it. And um, I literally wrote stupid officer is stupid. Like he literally says, you know what, Somerset, nobody's going to miss you when you leave. So you get this sense that he's leaving. Um, because you say weird shit like that. I missed this entire scene. You did? I 100% did. <laughs> really? I, I'm serious. I started with Brad Pitt snuggling up to Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, no. Jesus Christ. Did you pirate this movie? Uh, no. I... Oh, you know what happened? What? I thought the credits were running at first. This is... This is before the credits oh this happened before the credits it happens before the credits okay so i left the credits running while i went to go get a drink and make myself a little snack because i was hungry and i completely miss so it's not monday yet oh yes i i do apologize you know and it's funny when i pulled up like my i paused it like when brad pitt was getting ready Mm. that sounds creepy but i just paused it because i was taking some water i didn't i was like we're six minutes into this movie already that was a long ass title sequence because we were talking about the title sequence i got it into my head that it was first but it is not i actually do have it in my notes that the the um title credits come after um detective mills ends up yeah so yeah uh yeah i'm sorry so you, i completely missed no, that no worries so so it, it cuts to detective mills after that um uh, brad pitt comes to meet somerset uh they're t- uh he's basically taking his place so somerset's training him and mills somehow fought to be assigned to this city which looks a lot like new york but they never say no, it's a, it it's it's a. In fact, when you look at the Wikipedia plot, it's at an unnamed city. Yeah, an unnamed city. But I it's mean, got, like taxi cabs and not a like, fucking rain that happens in there. You think it's oh Seattle god, or there something? Was so much rain. I was like, oh my god. Like we get it. The atmosphere is supposed to be. Why you know why they boring? did that? For quick continuity, continuity. It rained on the first day, and they're just like, oh fuck it. It's oh, just gonna really? rain every day now. Yeah. I didn't read that. That's crazy. I really hated all of the rain. I was like. Because I thought it was some ham-fisted attempt at being like, oh, this is gritty and dark. And like, I was like, I get it. Stop. But <laughs> ugh, whatever. So then um, he, it, 
Somerset questions why Mills like fought to be reassigned to this city because apparently he did. And he doesn't really give him a satisfying answer. And then you see um, Somerset in bed and he's got like a metronome by right, his to bed help that he like moves. Uh, then you get the title credits. And then you get Mills in bed with his wife. Yes, now it's Monday. Now, <laughs> now it's, it's Monday. Monday. And Brad Pitt is getting all snuggly to Gwyneth Paltrow. Yes. And the big city that they is in is noisy. Yes, it's very noisy. There's lots of big city noises. Yep. Um, and Mills gets a call. Yeah. And he ends up going to a crime scene. And Morgan Freeman's already there. Yeah, he's already there. Detective and- Somerset. Which reminds me of the Wicker Man. Yeah. Somerset Island. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so they talk to this cop, beat cop. This beat cop who's like, he's definitely dead. And Brad Pitt's like, well, did, did you, you check? Did you actually check? And he's like, he's been sitting with his face in spaghetti for like, I don't even know he how goes, long he's He's sitting he in his, his, his urine and his feces and his vomit. And yeah. his face is in a bowl of spaghetti. The dude is dead. Like he would have gotten up <laughs> if he wasn't dead. Um. So he kind of gets mad about that because you can tell he's like, I don't understand why these people do this this way. Right. And Detective Somerset is kind of like, stop antagonizing the beat I cops. know, right? <laughs> right. So they they go into the guy's apartment. It's dark. They have all of these. Um, they have flashlights looking at everything. And this incredibly obese man has his face at a plate of spaghetti. The place is, is gross. They notice, or I think Somerset notices. It's either it's one of them notices. Mills is very eager for this to be a homicide. Yes, because he wants to prove himself. You know, yeah. um, he has his hands and legs tied. Yes, were they tied with barbed wire or just like regular? I couldn't tell. I, like I, it almost looked like barbed wire, but I was like, is my resolution very bad that I just can't tell? <laughs> I could. I was tell. watching I this was... on my phone. Yeah, I just kind of, um, kind of was like, well, maybe that's why he couldn't get up, and maybe the guy should have checked if he was alive, but whatever i mean i if you're even if your hands and feet are tied you can flail enough so your yeah. face wouldn't be, wouldn't down be in bowl of spaghetti. yeah yeah uh so there's like food and bugs ev- and bugs everywhere in this place and there's a, a bunch of vomit in a bucket underneath him right um and then somerset ends up sending mills to go talk to the neighbors which is right. like a slight yeah and he's like i'm not a beat cop yeah i'm a detective so we get this trope of the old grizzled detective yeah trope wordle from yesterday yes it's the wordle from yesterday i went with trove first but megan was much smarter and was like nobody uses a v as much as a a p um that sounded really (laughs) oh no i stepped into that one didn't i people use their p's more than their v's people it's just a fact of life Uh, so we get this trope of the old grizzled detective who's like I'm two days away from retirement and the the young, fresh newbie who wants to prove himself. Yes, absolutely. Um, They meet with the Emmy, the medical examiner, who says he wasn't poisoned, but says his stomach burst. Yes. And describes him as having like causing he had like internal bleeding. They mention he has a hematoma. Yeah. And it sounds like he basically ate ate himself himself till he burst. Yeah. Yeah. Which... Morgan Freeman, uh, sorry, Detective Somerset had noticed something on the back of his neck Mm -hmm. um, at the crime scene. And he asks the M.E. were those, was that a gun muzzle? Yeah. Like, was someone forcing forcing him him to to do do it? it. So they kind of come to this determine that it was a murder. 
yeah it was that he was forced to eat to death and when they when he presents this to the chief the chief is like well he was a big fat guy maybe someone just didn't like him which is like very dismissive yeah seriously between this week and last week it's like fat people are getting short shrift in these movies. i know and morgan's like oh, sorry somerset I love Morgan Freeman. I know. I want to call them Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt. Pitt. (laughs) Somerset is like, I don't want to retire on this case. Like, I don't, I don't want to. He's He's like, this is going to be a nightmare. Like, he's like, it's a nightmare and it's never going to end. Um, so like Mills wants it. So he essentially gets it reassigned to Mills. No, no. He has to stick with the case. Well, yeah. Mills was told he would be assigned to something else. Oh, Mills gets assigned to something else. That's right. Yeah, but Mills is very eager. He's like, I'll do it. I'll do it so much better than him. I'm I'm so good. I'm so good. I'll do it all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can do this. (laughs) And the chief is like, Somerset, you finish this. Mills, get your head out of the ass. We'll give you something else. Absolutely. Because now it's Tuesday and we see Mills is entering another... We don't know it's a crime scene yet, but it's a big wig who had gotten yes. killed because be- there's a lot of press. Yes. But before that, I want to they say things about Somerset. They says the act must be meaningful and that they discovered two receipts. So the killer actually went oh, to yeah. the supermarket. That the killer, yes, because the killer had to sit with this guy for like what they said, like 36 hours, 48 yeah, hours to, like that like, you to know. get it to happen like that. So they just make the point that, it, that it's very intentional and methodical. Right. It's not like they just dump poison in his food and cold. Yeah, absolutely. So then they go to the lawyer's office. Well, it's the next oh, day. They, yeah, it's the next day. And, and um, Mills is like on a separate case. Quote right. Um, so it's a big wig judging by the press. Yes. And the DA is making a statement. Mm-hmm. Um, Mills kicks out forensics when he goes into the office. Mm-hmm. And we find out it was this defense attorney who was killed. Yeah. And there's a greed. Like, written in blood. In, written in blood on the floor. And he's like in his underwear. And he's he's sort of bound. Hogtied and almost. Hogtied. And he has his face on top of a bunch of books. It's very It's very weird. And I noticed because I... I paused the movie at this point and watching Amazon, as we talked about, they give you like the people facts, the, the picture for this poor, I think his name is Gene Borkin. The picture is the close up of the picture of him uh-huh. dead in this movie. I was like, Oh, I guess maybe he didn't go on to act in more things. And now this is this terrible picture on Amazon. Gene, on Borkman. Gene, Gene Borkman, who did not act in anything else. <laughs> <laughs> poor guys. IMDb pictures, this gross picture. Um, so uh, they talk about, oh, yeah, and the h- picture of his wife is on the desk and her eyes are circled in <laughs> blood. Like, is his wife what, Robin? <laughs> I know, yeah, it looked very, like, superhero-y. <laughs> um, and he, must, he was, like, bled to death. Right. Um, so we go back to the precinct. I yes. couldn't think of the word there. <laughs> and the janitor is just casually erasing like Somerset's name from the door. I he's know. Just, he's like, poor he's Somerset's like, in there like typing up a report yeah. and he's like do 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 He's like Goodbye. scraping it off the door. And he's like, could you do that another time or something? And he leaves. Um. So so the chief comes in to Somerset and is like, why are you leaving? You shouldn't leave. You're, you're he literally a good says cop. you won't leave because you're yeah. too good at this. And he's like, nope, I'm leaving. I'm leaving so hard. <laughs> I'm leaving all day. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'm leaving right now. And the chief mentions that the Emmy had sent up something that they found in the gentleman's stomach. Yeah. You know, uh, Somerset's victim. But yeah, but you get a little bit of insight in Somerset again and says like, you know, you got that little tiny tidbit of like the children see it. And now he says 
for that first homicide. And now he says, like, he tells about a guy who was just walking his dog and gets sta- stabbed for no reason. He's just like, his whole thing seems to be crime is senseless. Like, there's so much apathy in the world. It's like, why am I chasing after this? Why am I doing this? I have to get away from it. Um, so, well, and, and they bring this up later in the movie, and I thought it was great. I, I don't know, don't remember where they bring it up. But they talk about how when in women's defense classes, they're taught if they're being attacked to yes, yell fire instead of fire. help because no one's yeah. going to come if he yells help. And it's funny because a big t- trend on TikTok right now is literally a woman the saying, signal? stitch this with me. And uh-huh. she goes, what do you say if you're in trouble? And then she pauses and she goes, if you said help, you're a man. Oh, like wow. she's like, what oh, she says, what do you say if you're being what do you scream if you're being attacked? And she pauses and she goes, if you said help, you're a man. Oh, wow. And it's like, literally people responding with their spouses and the wife will or like their significant other and the woman would go fire and the man goes help. You know what? I have to say when I was watching this, I've never heard. No one ever taught me that. Really? Mm-hmm. I never heard that before. Really? Like it makes sense to me. But yeah, no one ever taught me that. Well, now you know. <laughs> now I know. Don't say because I would probably have said help. So noted. That's how you end up in an ooblet. <laughs> no, no, so sad for me. Okay. Anyway, so like you said, that she for whoever brought up like these plastic set. Yeah. Yeah, it's little pieces of plastic. So uh, Somerset goes back to the crime scene and realizes that the plastic matches up to like the floor tiles mm-hmm. near the fridge. Yeah, so the and, fridge must have been moved. And he pulls out the fridge and behind the fridge is gluttony yeah. written in, in, in what Greece. we find it is in Greece and a verse from Milton. Yes, from Paradise Lost. Yeah. Um, and I wrote it as from Paradise Falls, which is not the name of the thing, Chris. <laughs> Um, so he figures out the deadly sins angle because it's pretty yeah. obvious. Um, he's like, yeah, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> he's like, there's going to be five more deaths. Um, and he keeps saying he doesn't want to work it. Cause it's going to take forever. Um, Oh, sorry, sorry. No, sorry. it's okay. Um, I'm like, I can barely hear her. Oh, apologies. I, but, but I'm you so keep, bad with you my keep microphone. Because you keep on wanting to look at me, so you're like reaching around yeah. the mic. And I'm, I'm I like, see my you, face my hasn't changed friend. in... 30 seconds yeah I'm, I'm sorry um so he basically says let mills do it he wants to do it anyway and um he he ends up going out he he's and home it's raining and it's raining because it's raining so much in this movie um he goes out at night he takes his taxi cab ends up seeing a homicide on the way um and I, I, it was more assault oh i thought they were zipping up a body bag oh i thought it was two guys punching each other in ponchos <laughs> maybe i thought they were zipping up a body it was bag. probably a body bag now <laughs> that i think about it i was like oh ponchos which wasn't weird to me because it rains a lot in the city <laughs> i was like is this disney world <laughs> i could be wrong i'm famously not that observant no so no no knows? no no no. i'm sure you're probably right oh let me turn that down before i get copyrighted oh god no i have 36 hours left on my uh um so rental. He gets in the cab and he doesn't immediately tell the guy where he's going. And I'm like, you gotta tell the guy where you're going. And he just says far away from here when the guy asks. Him. I'm I like, know. You're not helpful. But he ends up going to the library. Um, and it's funny because it's like nighttime and there's nobody there but the security guards. Mm-hmm. And they're all like playing poker or whatever. And he knows them. They know him. 
Um, and one of the guys, like, he says to the guys, okay, like, so it is two guys in ponchos with some guy on the floor. So I don't know. Maybe they're stopping. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? I assumed it was a body bag. I don't know. It, it could be. It, it, it's dark. It was just it's to dark say, and rainy. it was just to say, he Summer saw, he saw a crime. He saw a crime and he's like, oh, this world is so horrible. I have to stop working this homicide. But job. anyway, he's at the library. Yeah. And he ends up saying to the security guys, he's like, there's so many books around here. And all you guys do is like sit up there and play poker. And one of them is like, how's this for culture or whatever? And, and he, he turns, turns up classical, classical music. music, which of course made me think of the scene from Shawshank Redemption where Andy turns up the opera. <laughs> See, this is why you want Somerset to kill Mills, to kill um, John <laughs> Doe. Then he, and, so then he becomes red. He you just want an red. origin story for red, Kristen. Obviously. That's what you want. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. That's what you're That's here funny. for. You're here for red's origin story. Yes. I know you. <laughs> I was going to say it. I was going to say it during your, um, your uh, tr- trivia, your um, research. research, but I, it's I was, really trivia I, I, though. I had we already, call it research. I had already interrupted you enough. So <laughs> it's okay. You can interrupt me anytime. By you the want. way, I was waving my pen at you like it was a wand. <laughs> <laughs> I see you swish flick. <laughs> Justice for peeves. Speaking of, oh, don't don't get l- the lesson. <laughs> oh no. We don't have the time to get started on what's wrong with the Harry Potter movies. Oh, my goodness. Well, if it's anything like that rant about the Bad Batch, I don't want to. When did I rant about the Bad Batch? Oh, oh yes, that's right. Clone. We were talking about clones. She, you can't, okay, I'm not going to start. No, don't not start, start it. We already talked about it. You made your point. Uh, you your can't be a made. clone if you're a different sex. I know. Everyone knows except for the makers of the Bad Batch. Because it's a Bad Batch. It doesn't work. It hurts. It hurts Megan's soul. Um, anyway, so he ends up taking out the Canterbury Tales, which I don't remember my Canterbury Tales, but I guess it talks about. I guess one of the stories, because there's a bunch of like, there's like the Pauper's Tale. Yeah, there's a bunch of different like stories. Like the Priest Tale. I don't even know if I really I read it. I think we did it in ninth grade. Very, very briefly. Yeah, very like briefly. super briefly. I think we just touched on it. Because I know my sister teaches it probably more in depth than we um, got taught it, but uh, I don't know. I mean, we definitely probably were learned about it more than I'm actually remembering. Yeah. So it it cuts to Mills at home looking at homicides, stuff from the homicide, and then um, cuts back to Somerset, also takes out the Divine Comedy, uh, and then he ends up leaving Mills some of his research in an envelope as he's leaving. Uh, I guess he goes to the precinct, or is it the precinct's library? Like, I can't... No, I, I almost, I got the feeling that the library was a public library. It's a different space, right? Yeah. So he just, he happens to have gone to the precinct to leave Mills this stuff. Um, he also pulled out Dante, by the way. Yeah, I think I said the Divine Comedy. Oh, I wasn't listening, sorry. Um, I, I think I did it anyway. Because I made a comment that you have to read your Dante. Yes. Of course you do. For for this, you need your Dante. Um, so so I, I have this. I guess the cuts to the conversation between. Oh, Mills is like trying to figure out how to deal with all of this research, and he he like doesn't read. He just doesn't. I know read. he gets cliff notes. He, delivered. he, he gets delivered. He but gets I think delivery it's really nice notes. that Somerset was helping yeah, him out. Absolutely, that's like a bro thing to do. It's a bro thing, and also like you can tell Somerset can't let go of this, even though he says that he can. Um, so then he goes into what is Mills on uh, Somerset's old office. Somerset's like at, at a side table, gives him the desk, and he hides the cliff notes in the desk. So yeah, because he's funny. like embarrassed that yeah, he's not course. as like well read. Of course. So um, Mills' wife actually calls him 
and said her name is Tracy. This is where I noted that her name is Tracy. And she wants to speak to Somerset. And so he gives Somerset the phone, just being like, why do you want to speak to him? And she invites him to dinner. Or a late supper, as he describes it. Um, so he ends up going over there. Apartment, which actually looks like a very nice apartment from what you can see. Right. And David asks about the kids. And they're actually very sweet together. He says, like, hi, stupid. And she says, hello, idiot. Yeah, and he's like, where are the kids? And she's like, in the other room. And there's dogs. They're dog parents. It's so cute. Um, We find out that Somerset's first name is William and Mills' first name is David. David. Because apparently they didn't... Excuse me. You're right? Excuse me. Yeah. I like... I like swallowed some of my saliva. I hate that. <laughs> I hate when that happens. Um, sorry. Uh, apparently, they didn't introduce each other with first names. Yeah, yeah. You definitely don't hear the first names until this part, right? Um, so they're having dinner, and uh, we find or, out Tracy or that she's Tracy is talking to Somerset. We find out they're high school sweethearts. Yeah. and he says that doesn't always happen. You know. This day and age. Now, she mentions that she thought uh, Mills was, like, the funniest guy. Is that what she says? Yeah, something like that. He was, like, like the funniest guy ever met. And Somerset gives this look, like, haven't heard this dude crack a joke once. Yeah. No, yeah. And, like, I guess from what we've seen with the Cliffs notes, I guess you can kind of get it. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, So they're at dinner and they're talking about whatever, you know... Somerset makes a crack about how your your husband will tell you that people don't like to spend a whole lot of time with me and this and that. And then a subway comes by and shakes the whole apartment. Um, and they end up all laughing at that. Right. Because, uh, before the subway comes by, though, oh, Tracy sorry. wants to know why he's like retiring, why he's leaving. Oh, I didn't even write that and down. Somerset is kind of like, it's the city. The city will kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the subway comes by and we find out that they got kind of screwed in this yeah, apartment. Yeah, they would only the 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 realtor would only let them see it 5 minutes at a time and so Tracy leaves, I guess she's either napping or cleaning up and Mills yeah. and Somerset begin to like shop talk. Yeah. Um and they mentioned that the lawyer had to cut off a pound of flesh. Yes. Which is poetic in its way. <laughs> so I'm going to go off on a bit of a tangent here. I don't okay. know if I was going to do here or later. Go you ahead. know what this movie I guess to me reminded me of um, the idea of one person making who they believe to be culpable people right. pay for their sins. The Saw movies. Cause that was like, okay. you know, the Saw's Mickey villains main characteristic was like, right. you have to pay for your sins. And okay. there, there was actually like a pound of flesh trap where he made people cut a oh, flesh and like, so like, I was like, Oh, it's like funny. Cause I like these movies were obvious. This movie was obviously well before, before the Saw movies. So yeah. that was like almost like an extreme take on seven, you know, okay. cause it's like almost to yeah. the point of torture porn with right. the Saw movies. Right, right, right. Um, I didn't even know that. Yeah. I didn't even know that was the motivation that he was punishing people. Right. Like punishes for what he perceives as sins, like okay. addicts and people who like, there's like a building inspector who like approved a building that wasn't really should have been approved and then caught on fire. Okay. Yeah, a doctor who missed so. like a cancer diagnosis, like things like that. Oh, like, interesting. you know, because he's too busy, like sleeping with the secretary, gotcha, you know, gotcha, gotcha. so what he perceived to be sinful behavior. Right. Right. So you think it's like, 
saw is kind of taken heavily from this. I, I don't think it's taken heavily. Like, just, but or it's, inspiration. It's, it's hard to watch this movie and not like think about it. Think about the Saw movies. But it's funny. Like when I watch the Saw movies, I don't think about Seven. Hmm. But because more Saw is well, not that I sit there and watch the Saw movies on a regular basis, but Saw is much more like that torture porn yeah. genre. Absolutely, it's, it's not as finessed. Yeah. You know, and it's it's not as much as as we later find out that this guy is like absolutely batshit crazy, right? Right. And right. he has like manifestos and everything. Yeah, yeah. And he thinks he's doing this because it's God's, you know, will or he's whatever. God's chosen. Yeah. Whereas the guy in Saw is just like, nope, nope, you're bad, and just taking it upon himself. Yeah. To be God. Yes. Like, yeah. Essentially. Interesting, yeah, because I, I, I've never seen Saw, as weird as it is to say, and um, yeah, I didn't know that was the motivation there. I right, I but it was it just was. like this idea of paying for your sins, yeah. you know? Um, but then again, Jesus said he, without sin, be the first to cast a stone, right? Yeah. So, I don't know, I mean... Uh, making a knife dildo oh lord help me anyway <laughs> spoilers <laughs> spoilers absolutely um so uh yeah so they're talking about the case and um somerset mentions that he's preaching that yeah the 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 um i was gonna say perv the perp <laughs> ben perp. the perp is preaching to them that he yeah. he's, he's trying to get across a statement right 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 um, um and they talk about like how is this where they talk about like how he could have taken the flesh off of himself because i just remember oh yeah and then, like, going like the love handle yes, and i'm like that's exactly yeah. what i thought he probably did yeah, i mean <laughs> honestly if that's where you're gonna go that's yeah. where you should go and there's no vital organs in your love yeah. handles. And he, he put the pound of flesh like on the scales of right. justice that were in this guy's office right. he's so god he's so like i need to be poetic with every single thing i do you know it reminds me of also remember the dexter season with like the apocalyptic pictures that like colin hanks was like yeah and they yeah. kept on using the word tableau and they're yes. like so we got another tableau and i'm like stop fucking using well, that, that word. was that was the beginning of the downfall because it wasn't it wasn't colin hanks like right after the trinity killer yeah yeah, yeah. but i was just like so like when I was watching this movie, I'm like, did you get another tableau? Oh god! <laughs> but they never use the word tableau. But it was That's just like it, it just reminded me of. I that. think I just put everything after Trinity Killer out of my mind from that show. Yeah, I mean that's when the show ended, right? Yes, absolutely. That's uh, that's the party line here. Anyway, so they determine they need to speak with the wife, who's holed yeah. up at a safe house. Tracy right. casually was like passed out in bed, and she wakes up, and they're like yeah. gone because they've gone to talk to the wife, and they're showing the wife who is crying through this whole thing. I know. The crime scene photos, and they covered the body with a post-it note in the picture. I did not so pay attention to that. So they're showing these pictures, and they just covered her husband's body with a post-it note. And I'm just like... Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a way to I censor what's something. Under there. Ooh, Jesus. <laughs> this this uh, very adult <laughs> pop-up book that we've got going on here. Um, and the wife mentions that one of the pictures is upside, upside down. Upside down. Yeah. So of course they go run into the office. Yeah, and Morgan Freeman pulls a knife. And <laughs> I know he takes it off the wall. There's nothing behind it. Mills is like, "Oh man!" And yeah, then Mills of course, is just so ready to give up. Yeah, no, I know. And of course, Somerset's like, "No, let's." He like, pulls out a knife, and Detective Mill goes, "What is that?" 
And he's like, it's a switchblade. Oh, my God. But they peel off the back and there's nothing behind the painting. And Mills is like, oh, that's it. That's it. We're done. And And Somerset gets up on the table and starts dusting for prints on the wall. And there are prints on the wall that say, help me. Right. They determine that the prints are not the victim. Yes. Um, So they're going through the, I guess. The database. The database. uh, The forensic guy. It's like, you know, guys, this could take a while. So, yeah, I've seen this take up to Why three don't you days, wait I think he says. Fun fact. Yeah. That's Morgan Freeman's son. Oh, yeah. He's also in Shawshank. Oh, God. Fun time. I, I no, I love Shawshank. It's I such a good Shawshank. movie. Um, and Somerset. So they go out to like a bench to like wait. And Somerset mentions that he wishes he was as as optimistic as Mills. Because Mills is yeah. like, we got his fingerprints. This is it. We've got yeah. the fucker. Yeah. And Somerset's like, no, it's just going to lead to another clue and another clue. Yeah. And he's like, mm-hmm. it just doesn't end. Yeah. So, like, you can tell, like, he's, like, worn down by shit at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so, yeah. Uh, they match the prints to someone named somebody who goes by Victor, but is also named Theo Allen. Theodore Allen. I don't know how you get Victor from Theodore. How do you get Peggy from Margaret? I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of questions there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what the weirdest nickname for Margaret is? What? Daisy. Daisy. Yes, yeah. I've heard of that. And Maisie. Oh, my little... We have a puppy named Maisie. She's so cute. Anyway, so they they get these names, and he has a rap sheet, and he had, like, a strictly religious upbringing or something, and um, Somerset, of course, does not think this is him. Right. He seems, he's like, it's too easy. Yeah. So... Uh, we also find out that Eli Gould, who was the lawyer who was oh, killed, lawyer. was his lawyer, and he was, like, being persecuted. He was being um, prosecuted for, like, rape of a minor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's, like, a bad dude. Yeah. Um... Um, so they go to get Theo at this address and right. they bust in. No, but before they go, Somerset and Mills are in a car together and they start talking about whether or not they've ever fired their guns. Oh, yes. I and didn't Somerset that mentioned that he drew his gun with three times with attention. Yeah. With intention. And he's never But never pulled the it. trigger. And Mills mentioned that he shot a junkie who yeah. had shot another cop. Right. You know. Um, and he talks about... I don't know if it's the junkie who died in the ambulance or the cop who Mm. died in the ambulance. I was a little confused on that part, but he gets like annoyed because he can't remember the name of the person. Yeah. And it's like, it shows you that he's like, not like he's a little trigger happy, but like he feels guilt over it. But he like, he he tried to just forget it. Like he tried to like just push it down and forget it and never really come to terms with what happened. Right. Of course. Yeah. Because he's emotional. He's very emotional. Yes, yes. and he he's... revokes. He emo- he emotes. He emotes with emotion. <laughs> he um, reacts with emotion. Yes, he's very very. You know, emotional. and we see that like when they couldn't find anything in the painting at first. He's like, "Oh, this is it. I'm done." Yeah, like, no. there's... and then when they find the prince, it's like, "Yes, we have him!" Like right. immediately. So we um, get to the SWAT raid, and they go busting yeah. in the house. And this is when I said, "Holy shit, that's Doctor Cox." <laughs> yeah and no i is. saw his name in the credits and i was like dr cox <laughs> i was so excited to see him 
<laughs> the SWAT team leader is called California, and he's played yes. by John M- McKinley. At least he doesn't play some weird naked serial killer, so that we have to like come to terms with that. <laughs> Who is better known as Doctor Cox? Doctor Scrubs. Cox. Yes, yes, we love him. Um, he so- literally, I saw him, and I was like, "Is that a bald Doctor Cox?" And then he opened his <laughs> mouth. I was like, "It is Doctor Cox." <laughs> it is. It is. Anyway, so they barge into this guy's apartment. There's a lot of car air fresheners hanging yes, from the hanging ceiling. From the Those ceiling. little evergreen trees. Yes. Um, and they find a guy like who's tied to the bed and he's, he's completely emaciated. Yes. And he looks like half decomposed. Like he Def- looks like he's dead. He's definitely, definitely some bed sores. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I think this guy had it pretty bad. Yes. Like of all the ways, uh, of all the ways, like they're all horrible ways to die. Right. I think him and the lust person yes, probably yes, had it the lust, worst. You've got to definitely put it yeah. in there. Yeah. Um, um and if, even for us who love a nap and are very tired most of the time, this is not a thing that we would like to engage in. So they have Somerset and Mills come in mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, my God, there's like urine samples, there's mm-hmm. fecal samples, yeah. there's hair samples. And there's a SWAT guy leaning over right. what we think is a corpse. And he says, you got what you deserved. You yeah. Fucker. He says, yeah. And the guy startles at him. Yeah. He like coughs. Yeah, he like, like jerks. Holy crap. I was scared. Scared out yes. of my mind. Yeah, that, that made me jump too. And I was like, oh my God, the dude's still alive. And I was like, <laughs> probably not for much longer. Um, so they take him to the hospital. Um, but before they take him to the hospital, they're outside in the hallway. Mm. And Somerset is kind of lecturing Mills about keeping his emotions under control. Yeah. Because... Then some, all of a sudden, some guy tries to take pictures, t- tries to take pictures. Mills thinks it's press. Yeah. And he like freaks out, freaks out, throws a camera at him. Yes, I've got to get out. And Somerset's like, oh, you know, that's reacting with emotion. Right. Absolutely. And then they cut to the hospital where the guy's been taken. He's in horrible shape. He's not yes. going to make it. Well, I mean, the doctor basically sounds like he wants to kill him. Yeah. And like, I mean, that in like, the best way possible. Misery. He's like, his brain is mush. He's covered in bed sores. He ate his tongue. Yeah, he ate his tongue. At one point, like, if you shine a light in his eyes, he would just die. Yeah. Like, this doctor's like, this guy's bad. Yeah, he's absolutely And it's like, bad. honestly, it sounds like the doctor just wants to go in there and slip him some morphine. And I don't blame him. Which, you know, this movie and um, Silence of the Lambs have weird similarities. Like, didn't Mill swallow his own tongue? Yeah. And then Hannibal Lecter tries to eat somebody's tongue. It's a lot of uh, tongue torture porn. In but the, honestly, like, like this doctor, like, honestly, it sounds like he was going to go in the room and just give him a fatal yeah, dose of Yeah, he was like, you can't. This guy's which, dead. Which and... I don't blame him. Yeah, Like, nobody neither. wants to see someone suffer like that. Me neither. Not at all. Um, so I don't know if anything else happens to that scene, because my next note is that Tracy calls Somerset. Yeah, that's, that's my next note, too. Yeah. Tracy ends up calling Somerset at home and asks him basically to talk to her. She doesn't know anybody she doesn't have any city. friends. Yeah, and she doesn't have anyone to talk to. <sighs> Sorry. I just can't believe someone like Gwyneth Paltrow would not Hasn't have made friends. a friend. Yeah. yeah. Or even just like a creepy guy who wants to talk or to like her. Or like somebody to call, like from her old, like her family or something, but she calls right. uh, Somerset and they go to a diner and for she, breakfast. For breakfast. And she talks about how she's lonely in the new city. And she doesn't really like it, but she doesn't want to tell Mills, her husband because. Yeah. Because uh, he reacts with emotion. Yeah, she's from upstate somewhere. Right. Um, she says that she used to teach fifth grade. It's been going around to s- schools, but the they're schools all are in horrible. Bad shape. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, and then she admits that she... She's pregnant. She is pregnant. She hasn't told him yet. She doesn't know if she wants the baby. So Somerset's kind of like, the only advice he really gives Somerset her... Somerset is like, this is above my pay grade. Yeah, he's like, you shouldn't be talking to me about this. But he mentions that when he was in a long-term relationship, mm-hmm. the woman had gotten pregnant, and he just got so scared and managed to talk her down into having an abortion. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I know I made the right decision. It right. was the right decision, but I regret that decision every day. Yeah. And he says to her, if you decide to not keep it, do not tell him. Like, don't tell me you were even ever yeah. pregnant in the first place. And he's like, that's the only advice I can give you. But Tracy says, like, I'm not, I want kids. Like, you know, yeah. so it's like, she's on the fence. Right. Um, yeah, and he says, if you decide to have the kid, you better spoil the hell yes. out of it. Which I thought was sweet. Um, so then you cut to, uh, they have a board with all of the deadly sins on it. and They crossed out the ones that have We happened. found out the sloth guy was the best tenant ever. Oh, yeah, nobody ever had a complaint, because of course they didn't. Um, he paid his rent on time. There was always an envelope. Yep. Yep. Um, so Mills was talking about how he thinks that this guy is just insane. And Somerset's like, um, no, it's too simple to right. say that. You can't just say that. Right. And he's like, and Mills is like, he's just getting lucky. And Somerset's like, he's not, though. He's in control. Like, he's in control yeah. of the situation. Yeah. And then I also thought it was funny that he starts listing off, like, the demons told me to do it. And then he ends with Jodie Foster told me I to do it. <laughs> which is, I think, what, I think it was an assassination attempt on Gerald Ford that someone said right. that Jody like they were he, in love he with Jody he Foster. mentions his dog also the dog saying yeah, to do which is like son of Sam. Sam but I just because we did Silas the Lambs last week I was like Jody Foster oh my god so um so Somerset also mentions that they found this the guy the sloth victim one year to the day that he had right. been tied to the bed and he was like this was intentional this was planned this guy knows what he's doing yeah absolutely and then somerset kind of gets this grand idea that he's like he studies this guy had to have read up right up on this this is not natural knowledge that you know right and you also learn because you see that the guy doesn't have a hand at one point that that it, like oh, john yeah. doe literally cut off the hand and to use as the, the wall, as yeah. the uh, fingerprints um so he he yeah like you're saying they make a list of everything that they that every piece of literature he makes a list of all the books that they've read and i guess some a couple of others i guess you would need yeah. gray's anatomy if you were going to cut someone's hand off yeah the book not the tv show do they, do they pull that out i, I don't know mentioned but i, I wasn't guess they would have i know they were looking up like the like divine comedy and, yeah yeah um books on like catholicism right and something with by saint thomas of aquinas yeah um yeah, yeah. So yeah. they meet with some guy who I thought was just a CI at Me first. Me too. That's what I've but said. But then he was. Somerset explains that he, this guy actually works for the FBI. Yeah, because the FBI keeps surveillance on certain right. books. And your library card is linked to the books that you check out. Right. But it's not exactly legal. Yeah. So they <laughs> so just use it as a guide. Yeah. He's like, he's like, so like if someone checks out books on like making bombs or like Mind Kampf or something. Yeah. He's like, then you get like all your things are like tracked. Um, and he's like, this is not exactly legal, but he it's gets like back he, a list of names. Yeah. They go to a barber shop. And they I just love how they're it. getting this guy through his library card. I know. <laughs> which is why I don't have one. <laughs> oh, no, of course you do. No, I don't have a library card. You don't? Why not? I buy all my books. 
but the library is a good no I, no 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 i'm not saying there's anything wrong Look, trust me trust me. there's a library near here and we were driving past it it must have been about three months after we moved in and we were going to um the store that was right next to it so we stopped at the light and i looked over at the library and had these big windows out front and i looked in and all the shelves were empty and i'm like where are where, where are the books? Oh, no. I'm like, that's the saddest thing I've ever seen. Like, and I start to tear up and Dennis is like, what's wrong? I'm like, there's no books in the library. There's, there's no books. And Dennis is like, it's probably close for refurbishment. And I'm like, but, but there's no books. Oh, and there's no signs. And then like literally later that week, Dennis had pulled it up on the internet. He's like, yeah, see, Meg, they're close for refurbishment. They moved yeah, all the books that, out. That is such a sad sight though. I'm to like, look but, in and see no books. But where have the books gone? Have they burned them all? <laughs> um, you know, I should have a library card, but my problem is when I want to read a book, I want to read a book now. I don't want to yeah, put on shoes and drive someplace. <laughs> so they must be driven to you. <laughs> also, my family shares books a lot. So, okay. Yeah. There you go. But anyway, um, I don't remember where I, oh, they're at the barbershop. The CI, well, the guy who I said was a CI is not a CI. Comes yeah, he gives them the name. Yes. They say that his name is John Doe because God forbid you should be well, helpful. First of all, Mills is reading off like all these books like he'd taken out and he mispronounces oh, like yeah. six of them. And Somerset is like, how do you not know how to say this shit? Yeah. And he's like, oh, you've been bondage. Bondage. And he's like, it's, <laughs> it's not, not what you think. That's not it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they determine, you know, his name is Jonathan Doe, aka yeah. John Doe. John Doe. Um, so they decide, hey, yeah, let's go to the apartment. Let's go to his listed. apartment. I, I, I don't know what I wrote there. Oh, dude, just starts something shooting, shooting. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so they go. To, yes. they, they go to the apartment. Sorry, and they're they're knocking <laughs> on the door. I was like, it must be shooting. Um, and they're like knocking on the door. They're like, he's not opening the door, blah, blah, blah. And then they look down the hallway and this like kind of yeah, shrouded I didn't have figure. any of that written because I probably just figured I would know yeah. what I meant by do just start shooting. Yeah. They kind of see like you only see his silhouette and he's wearing a hat and he's carrying some groceries or whatever. But then he just like starts shooting at them, which I thought was I thought this whole thing was like really sloppy for this serial killer to do. I was like, wow, this is like really, you just start shooting. Like you don't even try to convince them that you're not whatever. But he starts shooting at them. And so they begins this whole big chase scene. Yes, and it's a very long chase scene. It is really long. Um, And they chase him around the building. They're telling people to get into Oh, yeah, that's another thing. Like people hear gunshots and they're like, what's going on out in the hallway? And it's like, dumb. And then he ends up that he escaped through a window and Mills looks through the window. He shoots him in the leg and the guy, the killer shoots him in the arm, Mills in the arm. And, um, you know, they just, they go chasing and like, he can't, he goes down anyway, a fire escape. It it's a whole freaking thing. It finally bike. ends with the guy getting on top of a garbage truck and getting the best of Mills. Right. And knocking Mills to the ground. He's picking up his gun him. and he's going to shoot him. But um, then he doesn't. But he doesn't. And Mills doesn't get a great look at his face. Right. So then it's a little bit later and the Mills and Somerset once again in the apartment, but mm-hmm. they don't have a warrant. Yeah. And Somerset is like, I can't use the library information. Like, yeah, it's not the FBI is going to be have... like, the FBI is going to be like, nope, we never gave that to you. You yeah. stupid fox. Yeah. Absolutely. So then Mills just kicks down the door. Yeah. But then he's like, I shouldn't have done it. Let's go right. figure out. So how they to do pay this, right? some like homeless lady to tell mm-hmm. like a, beat officer yeah. that she had noticed that this guy was like always out at the times of the murders right. and he was just really weird so they have enough evidence to yeah. search the place so they go into the place and the first thing you see is the big red neon cross yes nothing with his in bed this movie is subtle 
Um, uh, we see that he kills. took trophies from his kills. Yeah, too. he's got them in nice, like these nice little cabinets. Yeah, and you see like a, the spaghetti sauce. You see a bunch of books. You see uh, the hand that he took from the yeah. sloth guy. And you also see a, a, an empty one that has um, a receipt, on receipt, it. and a picture of a woman on it. And the receipt is from a leather. Yes, place. It's Wild Bill's leather. Yeah. Which I also thought was a little ironic since we just did a movie with Buffalo Bill. Yeah, this the, the weird little connections. We um, find he find they find a bunch of pictures, including yeah. pictures of pictures them of as they were going through the chase. No. Oh, wasn't he running down and being like, no, whatever? No, that's when he was outside of the sloth apartment and attacked the photographer. Oh, right. That's why he said to him, we had him, because it turns out that John Doe was the photographer on the stairs taking pictures of him. absolutely. I'm sorry. I mixed that up. Morgan, uh, Detective Somerset, finds a ton of, like, manifestos and, like... Yeah, they're all, like, written in with thousands of words. It's really creepy. He ends up reading some of it, and it talks about a... he talks about how banal the wor- world is, you know, and then talks about how he was on the subway and this guy was making small talk with him. And he just vomited on and him. And he just ended up becoming so disgusted with him that he vomited on him. The guy was freaked out, but he just was laughing. Yeah. They also, at some point, I think it's slightly before this, they mentioned that they found all of his money. They can't oh, find yes. any fingerprints in an apartment. And yes, because that's when the cops come. They and also a sketch artist comes in with a picture that he drew, and Mills is like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. It's literally like a stick figure man. I know. He's like, that's, that's perfect. That's perfect. Um, so yeah. they go back to the precinct, and right. they're talking, and as they're talking... The phone rings. No. Oh, I'm sorry. And he threw up on the man on the subway. Oh, wait, wait, wait. The no, the phone rings, rings in the apartment. Yes, yeah. the phone rings in the apartment. Somerset also said that there's like 2,000 notebooks, and even if we had 50 people doing around right, the clock, right, right, right. I had accidentally skipped a page. Sorry. No worries. <laughs> so and, the phone rings, and it's John Doe. Mm-hmm. And he's like very, very, like he's trying to do like a Hannibal Lecter almost, where he's very refined, and he's just like, I admire you so much that you got that close to me and this and that. And he says that he's readjusting his schedule, but you know, he's like excited that they got that close to him or whatever. So they decided that they obviously have to find this woman in the next case. Right. Who is clearly a pro. Yes. As described by detective Somerset. She's a sex worker. Yes. But they end up getting called to, I guess his like a brothel esque place. Yeah, but don't they go to the leather store first? Why don't I have any notes on the leather store? Um, they, I think I just blocked the leather store from my mind. But they do, okay. they do go to the leather store. That's right, because they talk to that guy. Yeah, they talk to the weird uh, guy. British yeah. leather guy who shows them a picture of what he made and thought it was like for performance art. Yes, and it's like a weird sexual thing. And later you do find out what it is. Yes. So they go to the like the sex club. Yeah. And they go into this room where this prostitute, well, well the sex worker is obviously all, dead. The beat cop is like traumatized. Yes. Yes. And, um, and so is the guy who who's screaming, get it off me, get yes. it off me. And I couldn't tell. I was like, what is he talking about? And then you find out because um, later you have Mills talking to the owner to, of like the, the, the sex club. And Somerset's talking to the guy who is like freaking out. Yes. And it turns out that the leather outfit had this like huge blade attached to the penis area, like looking like it was a penis. And this poor distraught man 
is like saying he put me at gunpoint and made me have sex with her with this thing on. Yes. Um. So yeah, that is a horrible way to go. Which is, who oh boy. That's and luckily, during <laughs> the scene, they don't show much. They yes, never show they the guy don't. wearing the harness, thank God. Yes. And they don't show, they show you like bits of the sex worker's body, but yeah. it's it's like her legs are tied down or and yeah, like pulled up and you don't see. You're not subjective In to detail, it. thank God, because yeah, I think I would have thrown up and like turned they, off the movie. And plus, like, that's also that thing of like, they really leave it to your imagination. Yeah. And trust me, trust Which, me. I, I don't even want to think about that because, ugh, yeah. God. Because the blade they show you yeah, on no, no, it no, is no, like... No, 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 we're good, we're good. We, we can move on from this. Okay, I'm sorry. Because let's just put it this way. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. Anyway, enough said. Um, so I did mention this guy's going to need a lot of therapy. Good Lord Jesus. Um, so they cut to a bar, and Somerset and Mills are having a drink. Right. And Somerset's like, this is going to end badly. I know it's going to end badly. Yeah. Mills has this hero complex that he like he needs yeah he needs to be the one to yes. like end it. And Somerset calls that out, but then he also he starts talking about apathy and like how, you know, you know, it's so much easier to beat your kid than to raise them right. or whatever it is. And Mills says to him, and I give Mills credit for this, he says to him, like, I know you want me to tell you that you're right, but like I just have too much I do have faith in humanity and I can't tell you that you're right like i'm not going to give you what you want here because i think you're quitting to quit and right you're trying to justify it um so um so they go home and mills, mills gets, gets into, into bed, bed with tracy tracy and tells her he loves her it's yeah. very sweet somerset throws a metronome across <laughs> the room because it's not happened so instead he decides to get up and throw knives at the wall knives at a dartboard um and then the police get a call from John Doe that he murdered the pride victim. Yeah, that he had done it again. Yeah. And so they go and there's the body right. in the bed. There's pride written above the bed. And they glued pills to one hand and, and a phone, phone to, to the, the other. other. So she, they, he had cut off her nose. To spite her face. To spite her face. And she's given the option of either taking the sleeping pills and dying or mm-hmm. calling, calling for, for help, help and being horribly disfigured for the rest of yeah, her life. Yeah, but obviously she didn't want that. I mean... Or whatever she was forced not you, to want it. Do, uh, well, <laughs> when you're in that much pain, yeah, you don't even know what's going on. You just want the pain to stop. I mean, if I thought that that pain was never going to stop, yeah. I might take the sleeping pills right. option. Yeah, you True. know, because it, it wasn't like he just scarred your face; like he cut off a your vital nose. piece of you. Yes. Like, that's going to be pain you deal with for your rest of your life. Right. And I'm not saying talking just about emotional pain. I'm talking about physical pain. Right. Absolutely. And it goes to the point of how this guy is just deciding that these people should be punished for their perceived sin when he could be wrong, you know? (laughs) And, like, they kind of seem, like, annoyed that this girl shows the sleep and pill options. Yeah, they do. Because, like, honestly... You don't know what she's thinking in that moment. Right. When you're in that, what could that you possibly... when you're in that much pain. Seriously. Absolutely. Um so uh Somerset ends up saying they're they're back at the precinct or they're walking up the stairs, and Somerset says to um Mills that he's gonna stay on until the case is done. They start walking up the stairs at the pre- precinct, and all of a sudden, um somebody starts shouting, Detectives! And they turn around, and there's Kevin Spacey, and he's all bloody, and he basically just gives himself up. 
And Mills like points a gun at him and says, "You have to get down, get down, put your hands behind your head." And Kevin Spacey does play a good creep. He does. I mean, scandal noted. Nobody here supports Kevin Spacey, but um, he, you know, he's a good actor and he does a good performance. He does also immediately lawyer up. Yes, he was like, "I like to speak to my lawyer." <laughs> he's like, "I want my lawyer," and I'm like, oh, "He knows well, he's not dumb. That's, the, that's the whole thing. Um, and they figure out that he cut the uh, skin off his fingertips, so that that's why he didn't have any. I feel like there was a less painful option because they like talk about how he has to repeatedly yeah. do that. Yep. I feel like there is something like <laughs> he's he's crazy. Like I what know. Do you, I mean, like an acid that you only had to do once or something, or like yeah. So he says. Um, the, the chief guy, like, says to them, uh, we know that he's independently wealthy, he's well-educated, and he's insane. And um, they know he wouldn't just give himself up, that it must be right. a part of a bigger plan. Um, and the lawyer, they end up talking to his lawyer, and the lawyer says that the, ch- the last two kills are already done, and he will take them to the bodies. Um, but if they don't agree to, I missed if there were any actual terms that they laid out, but he says, if you don't agree to this, he'll just implete insanity the whole time. Right. And that, and the lawyer says, we'll be able to get him off on insanity, which is taken liberties because that's yeah. a very hard play to get off. Yeah. On. Yeah. They, I actually just listened to a podcast where they talked about the insanity defense and they have made it way stricter than it was originally. So it's not that easy, but even back in the ni- early nineties, it was still hard to get off on. Yeah. And they, and Somerset even says like this whole conversation will Would be, be admissible. admissible. And, and, but then the lawyer's like, Oh, and they found out. And yeah, so now everyone will find out that there's two other bodies out there that you're not going like, to find. I don't even know if that, I don't know. But, um, and I just, I was also pissed off at Mills in this scene. Cause he's like, he's the emotional one. So he has to always be going off and he's like pissed at the lawyer. And the lawyer rightfully says the guy's entitled to my counsel. Yeah. <laughs> and I have a duty to represent he's like, him. I don't like it. I don't I'm- like and I'm like, I don't know if the guy liked it or not, or if he was smarmy or no, not. No, no, he, like, he seemed like he seemed like he didn't want to be yeah, there. But, but like, what like, is he going to do? He can't say no. Like yeah, he took like, an oath. I was like, like he's Mills, how a lawyer. Do you have to be like, <laughs> really. Um, so they essentially agree to to this. And you also find out that I just my next note is that you find out that there was a third party. Right. Blood. Right. That some is his blood. Some is the pride victim's blood. And the other is somebody's it, blood that they don't party know. It's unidentified. The scene. They don't know what it is. Um, so we get a little chest shaven bond in time. Yeah. Which I didn't know. Like, originally, I was like, was this part of the deal that I kind of missed? And then I was like, oh, mics. They got to put mics on their chest. I, I was sitting there. I was just like. Am I? Are they going tan? <laughs> I know it was weird. I was like, why are they both doing it? But like it? when they get out in the car with him, yeah, and pull out, they have a helicopter following them. Yeah, was a helicopter part of the deal? Like, did John Doe say it's okay for a helicopter to be following you guys? Helicopters are loud. You'll yeah. notice if a helicopter is following you. Yeah, it was weird. I didn't love the helicopter but, part. But it also it, gave us another sense. option to have so Dr. Cox Dr. in the Cox. movie. So. Yes, California was there. Um. So they they're in the car with him and driving. And we out get another to, very needlessly long scene. Yes, where they're driving out to where the the bodies supposedly are, and 
you know, they're kind of like talking to him and he talks about like how he doesn't think that he's special, but his work is special. Right. And that he, he was chosen, that he was chosen by God. And then, you know, th- this is a weird little point because I guess you can make an argument for it. But Somerset says to John Doe, like, there's a contradiction there. Because if you were chosen and your hand was forced, how come you took pleasure in it? Right. Like, why are you enjoying it? And I'm like, just because, like, just generally speaking, if God compels you to do something, it doesn't necessarily mean you wouldn't enjoy doing it. Like, I didn't really, he seemed to say very definitively that, of course, you wouldn't have enjoyed it. No, but I think he's saying at this, I think what Somerset is saying is like, you know, if you're saying God's telling you to punish his people, but one of God's big things is thou shall not murder. Like, right. it's, it's contradictory. Yeah, in this specific instance, yes. But I don't know. It sounded like he was talking like broadly about being called by God. And I was like, I don't know. But you're right. In, in the sense of, like, having to murder people. And he says it's not, you know, it's not a problem for someone to take pride in their work or whatever the heck it is. Right. And he mentions that Mills would like to hurt him if they were alone in a room. And he's yeah. only held back by consequences. Right. Right, right. So they get to the... He makes them stop. Oh, at, and John also mentions that he doesn't believe any of his victims were innocent. Yes. And he kind of berates them a yes. little bit. Like, he talks about one being an absolute whore and, and, and the guy being, like, he eats so much that yeah, he, he calls himself. he calls a sex, and, water, a sex worker a disease-riddled whore. And, yeah, and, like, you know, and then he's like, you wouldn't have found me. You didn't have any evidence yeah. to find me. And I was like, I don't know. They did get to your door, which Mills does bring up um, or whatever. But he is very, like, calm and he's like... It is very much in Hannibal Lecter's footsteps, I think, that they were trying to make this killer of being, like, sort of a very refined, and he believes what he's doing is whatever he believes. And I was like, it's not as good, but still. Um, So they get to the scene, they get to where he says the bodies are, there's a dead dog there. <laughs> he goes, I didn't do that. Was that one of Mills's dogs? No, okay. I don't think so. Yeah, it was like, a, I no. don't know, but he's like, I didn't do that. <laughs> So then a car comes speeding down and they get... It's a truck. kind a tr- Like a van or a truck or whatever. And they get freaked out. And Somerset's just like, okay. Just- oh, and the soundtrack is going hard yes. during this part. The soundtrack is so good during this part. Yeah, absolutely. I marked this. I was like, soundtrack, yes. Because this <laughs> mysterious van has come down and it's like a... a- it's not like I want to see Pulsen, but it's yeah. not a Pulsen. It's like an alternated series of like loudness and quietness, but yeah. it's so good. Yeah. And it builds it builds a scene because this is arguably this is the most famous this scene. Is the most famous scene. Absolutely. So Somerset's like, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, mm-hmm. wait on my signal. So Som- Somerset gets the van to stop. Yeah. By shooting his gun in there. Yeah. <laughs> and blocking the way. Yeah. Um, so the guy stops, he gets out, and he's like, I, I don't... He's like, I'm just trying to do my prime delivery, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, I said it would be here in two days. <laughs> no, and he says, the guy wanted to deliver this delivery here at exactly 7 p.m. It's already been said that it's 7.01, and yeah. I'm like, this motherfucker's late. <laughs> so, um... He he gets out and uh, the, the best they think thing it's a bomb. It, it, well, it's a box. He hands yeah. there's a box and he tells the guy to go and the driver runs off. And in the helicopter, that was my favorite thing. <laughs> they literally see it's a box and there's like there's a box. 
There's a box. There's a box. There's a box. There's a box. <laughs> um, so they're trying to get the palm squad out there. Somerset goes to open it and notices that there's blood. Blood. And, and then when he opens it he all the way, it, he's, he's aghast. And, and he looks at steps Mills. back in horror and starts screaming like to his wire that John Doe has the upper hand. Yes. Um, yeah. And the entire time, John Doe is like antagonizing, antagonizing Mills, Mills and he mentions his wife. As like yeah. Somerset's running towards him. Yeah, and then he went to see his wife that morning right. and decided to try to play because husband he's because envious he's envious of his, simple his, life. Yeah. And it didn't go as planned, and so he took her pretty head. And, yes. And this is why Seven is my mother's favorite movie. Because Gwyneth Paltrow's head ends up in a box. Oh, she hates Gwyneth Paltrow? My mother hates Gwyneth Paltrow. There is a very long list of people that my mother does not tolerate in Hollywood. (laughs) Gwyneth Paltrow is only slightly under Tom Brady. It goes Tom Brady, Gwyneth Paltrow, Patrick Dempsey. I want to hear her reasoning for this Oh, she just thinks Gwyneth Paltrow is pretentious and... Oh, she has a lot to say. Oh, about yeah, Gwyneth I Paltrow. don't love Gwyneth Paltrow, especially after all the whole goop thing and yeah. the snake oil that she sells. Like, no, but um, she's hated not, her like, before that. Too. I just want to sit down with your mother and be like, okay, so I want all the oh, petty. She, she also like, hates. hates she also hates Selma, not Selma Blair. Hayek? No, not Selma Hayek. Um, who was uh, uh, who was Andy's wife? Who played Andy's wife? Um, in the office? No, Andy's wife in um, Shawshank. I don't know who played her. Oh, Jesus. I just remember her getting killed. I don't remember no, who played her. Um, she, hate Patrick, she hates Patrick Dempsey. She thinks he's pretentious. She hates Tom Brady because Patriots and also because of what him and Giselle did yeah, to the pregnant too. woman. Yeah. Um, but she's okay. She's on uh, Blue Bloods now. Um, yeah, she hates Gwyneth Paltrow. We we always say this is mom's favorite movie because Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, so it's not it. really her favorite movie. You can just say that because oh, yeah. her head ends up, up in, the in box. a box. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's funny. Yeah, my mother. My mother has a lot of feelings. <laughs> I, want, I just want to like over over some tea someday. And just be like, tell me all about it, Eileen. Come no, maybe on, she I mean. didn't play his wife. I just thought she didn't know. It's not. It's not who I'm thinking of. Oh. Okay, forget about that. Okay, well, duly noted. Very happy for you, Eileen, that this movie is satisfactory to you in that way. Um, Oh, anyway. I think that's so fun. This is where we get the famous Somerset runs up to Mills. And Mills is like, what's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? Yeah. And... It's revealed to that it's her. He's like, I already told Cilla you. Seal Ward. He doesn't. My mom doesn't like Seal oh, Ward. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, he basically says that envy is his sin, and he's trying to make Mills kill him because he's the seventh body. He'll be wrath. Yeah. So he, to make him become wrath, so he's the seventh body. And Somerset does, says, "Don't shoot him. Don't shoot him. If you do, he wins." And then he bitch slaps Kevin Spacey, <laughs> like it's the Oscars or something. Oh, oh. <laughs> sorry. God, we won't get into that. <laughs> oh no, that's been talked to death. For goodness' sake. Um, and then, of course, Mills ends up shooting him in the head and like and, unloads his whole gun yeah, into him. So, well, see if he just shot him once. Yeah, it it's, wouldn't. It's have only been. cops around. It's a SWAT team. Yeah, and it's cops. Yeah, and not for nothing. I have friends who are cops. I trust them. Uh-huh. But I feel like if 
he hadn't unloaded his gun into him, they could have been like they could have made he it went so at that he him. Fine. Yeah. He tried to attack them. He tried right. to run away. And it would have been fine. Right. Absolutely. Summer sits like I'm too old for this shit, but <laughs> um Yeah. So then the movie comes to an end. We see Mills is in the back of police car and the chief mentions that they'll take care of him. Yeah. They'll figure something out Um, for him. And then Somerset ends it with a quote by someone by somebody. I can't remember, but it's a good quote. I like it. I think. Yeah. And then he said, listen, any movie that ends with a Morgan Freeman voiceover is a good. Yes. I, I forget what he says, but he basically says like, there's a good part of life and a bad part of life. And he says, I believe Ernest Hemingway oh, once wrote, the world is a fine place and worth fighting for. I agree with the, the second, second part. part. And then it ends. Yeah. Yep. Which again, any movie that ends with a Morgan Freeman vo- voiceover is not a bad movie. Yeah, definitely. So that's the end. That is the end of seven. Mm-hmm. Now for the sequel. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> the cannibal movie, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> Um, it's uh, who was it? Somebody was telling me it must have been my niece or someone who's telling me that uh, joke. Uh, I was like, that's adorable. That is adorable. She doesn't know. Um, so what do you think? I like this movie. I'm a big Morgan Freeman fan. Yeah, you know, who doesn't love Morgan? Freeman? I, I, I like him and what he does. I do like the movie Seven. It's um, again, one of those movies where we don't get too much of the villain. Yeah. You know, not too much screen time, not too much backstory, not too much. Oh, I know you don't like that, but. No, I don't. Like I said, I agree with you on that. But when we get to my feelings about it, I do think it was slightly detrimental that you don't get Kevin Spacey until like more than an hour into this movie. But, you know, go ahead. Oh, I don't think so. I think it makes it very mysterious who they're chasing, you know. And then the fact that when you go back and rewatch it, is he in other scenes that you're just not realizing? Is he? I haven't seen it more than so. Um, the leather guy talks about a man with a limp came in and bought it, mm-hmm. and you can see someone in the window walking away and limping away. Oh, you that's notice cool. like the photographer. You notice that that's actually Kevin Spacey in a wig. So like, yeah, I didn't. I didn't there's realize a little, that. There's a little hints and stuff. That is pretty cool. I do think. The way the murders were done. Mm-hmm. Very creative. Yes, I do agree with that. You know, with the exception of maybe the model with just the nose and the yeah uh, the guy having to cut off his own flesh. But again, that's more right, creative. Yeah. And it was was replicated by Saw. Um, I think the murders were very creative. Yes, absolutely. Very well thought out. And absolutely. very well done. Yes. I definitely agree with that. Because I can say... Three of them are definitely things I have never seen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Before on film and have not seen since. Oh, God. The, just the the lost one. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Um, yeah. So I wasn't crazy about this movie. Um, I think part of it was that, like, I've been wanting to see this movie for a while because, like, I always thought it would be, like, super cool or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's not really creepy. necessarily like, a scary movie. It's more it's of, more of a thriller. Yeah, like, thriller. Yeah, but it's got, got the gore and it's got the serial yeah. killer angle. Um, I just thought it was boring. Uh, I thought there was a lot leading up to any sort of action. Um, and it was just, I thought it was kind of ham-fisted in that it was, like, you know, you have this stereotype of this, like, very emotional young 
cop and this sort of, you know, like cynical older cop. And then the conversations are always like, you know, the world is, is, is crazy and there's too much violence and why do we fight for it? But we have to fight for it because of this and that. And I was like, okay, I get that. But do we need to have this conversation 85 times? And it was just like, I don't know. I didn't feel the the suspense building the way that you seem to have. And I didn't feel like any dread sort of building. Was this the first time you saw the movie? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I did think the kills were interesting, but also like Seven Deadly Sin Killer is like the, <laughs> it's kind of like the most straightforward serial killing process that you could think of. But think about it. There really hasn't been any other movies on Seven Deadly Sins killing. No, that's, that's true. But like, and then I just also thought that they and, and it is unique because honestly, how many people know what the seven deadly sins? Most Catholics probably don't. Most Christians probably don't. It's not something that's really taught in um, catechism nowadays. Yeah, um, I I guess I don't know. I just I thought it was kind of like a boring procedural mm-hmm. up until like the very end. And then I also didn't love that Gwyneth Paltrow's character exists just to like she's barely in it. She kind of just exists to die. No, but isn't that the best but, thing for Gwyneth Paltrow? <laughs> yeah. It's like that movie Contagion when she's in it for like 16 minutes and she just dies. And I'm like, this is a great movie. I have actually never seen that movie. But. Yeah, but like, I don't know. I just, I just thought, like, I don't, I don't hate it. I just thought it was kind of boring. Like, I thought it was kind of like middle of the road. Oh, by the way, forgot to mention at the end when John Doe is taunting um, Mills, he mentions that Tracy pled for her life and the life of her and unborn life baby of the unborn child. and he had no clue that she was and pregnant. And he's like, oh, he didn't know. And Somerset's like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't hate it, but I was just kind of like, I don't know. It just seemed like kind of like uh, this plotting procedural that then ended with all of these fantastic murders that were very interesting. Um, and then this sort of reveal end that I was also spoiled by because everybody knows how this movie ends. Like, right. You know, so I I don't know. I just thought it was kind of boring. Okay. Fair. Yeah. So, uh, rating system. Gwyneth Paltrow's head head in a box? <laughs> What's in the box? <laughs> um, probably, like, as a movie, I would probably give it a three out of five. For scariness, probably, like, a two out of five. I mean, the things that scare me most is when that sloth guy, every time when that sloth guy moves, that's just like, Ooh. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. just thinking about the after effects of that sloth guy and the lust victim. Yeah. You know, just... Right. Those just give me the heebie-jeebies. Yes. Like, like you would not believe the heebie-jeebies. Right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I would give it a two for a movie and maybe like a 2.5 for scariness because I do think that the kills were very interestingly yes. done yes. in the stage. But, yeah, not my favorite. And again, with the exception, the with the exception of his reasoning, some of the some of his criterias for killing, like you could apply it to anyone, you know? Yeah. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be a sex worker for lust. It could have yes, just been. It, he just had to pick, he right. had to pick a person right. for everyone. So it's like, you know. Oh yeah. And then he's like talking about in the back of the car, like this will be a masterpiece that people will not comprehend, but they will remember. And I'm like, what's okay. He doesn't sound anything like that. Kristen. I know, but I'm just mocking him. Um, but like, what's there to comprehend? Seven deadly sins. Boom, you're done. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think he's saying nobody's going to understand why he did it, but it's going to be remembered. Just like 
Ted Bundy and uh, yeah no I know but like you know once you learn about the seven deadly sins like you kind of understand why no but he he's saying even if you know about them you're not going to understand why he did it he's saying he's not doing it to be understood or to get a point across he's Mm -hmm. saying he's doing it for people to remember to be traumatized by basically I guess I don't know anyway (laughs) so um next episode we will be doing drag me to hell yes drag me to hell which is a movie i've never seen and i've never seen either i've seen clips of it and i heard it was a good movie so has a great title certainly listen (laughs) wish that would happen to me on a monday morning so i haven't to go to work (laughs) oops can't can't come in got dragged to hell dragged dragged got dragged to hell on a sunday no less i mean the rudeness the audacity if you're gonna drag me to hell at least wait until monday morning yes absolutely (laughs) um so yeah so um, it's like our whole thing if if we with the ring if samara calls us can you can you call us on a monday (laughs) yes oh my god call oh no no you want to be called on like a thursday or a wednesday (laughs) maximize the amount of days that i get get off so you get the weekend and then you die on a monday yeah (laughs) that works (laughs) definitely so you can email the show at uh, the nightlight podcast at gmail.com or you can reach us on Instagram at the nightlight podcast and you can listen to us pretty much anywhere. And if you want to subscribe, rate and review us on Apple podcast, that would be great. And until next time, make sure to leave the nightlight, nightlight on. on. Why are we so bad at doing that? I have no <laughs> so. All right. Bye guys. We like look at each other and yeah, we're like, like, we're like, I'm waiting for it. And then I just don't, <laughs> say anything when you say something. Bye, everyone. All right, bye, guys. <laughs>